Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello. It is the 21st of October, 2021. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in markets and finance and business. What else, Scotty? Startups? Startups, crypto. Crypto. The business of sport. That's on right now. If you uh, missed it, you'll be able to catch up with the business of sport. It is called Front Desk, and it will be on our website shortly if it's not up already when you're listening to this. So, Bitcoin. <laughs> We're starting there, are we? Nah. Why not? Fresh highs. <laughs> Fresh highs. We had um, some uh, some well, communication, I suppose, coming from Senator Andrew Bragg this morning. We've got lots of interviews up on our website about what that may actually mean in terms of the digital future for Australia. Had a good chat with Heath Benke from Holon. And uh, yeah, he was saying that, you know, it's really positive, the momentum that is being seen, but he's saying, you know, it should have been done yesterday. It needs to be done now type thing. So really up against the clock. Um, but yeah, where does Bitcoin go from here? We did an interview with Tony Sycamore from City Index. That's uh, available via the show notes. Can we go back to equities? Yeah. Okay. It's a bit of a nothing day after a big session in New York. So back to crypto again. No, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it was a bit of a um, just flustered. It didn't, yeah. it didn't really get any direction one to the other. Uh, looking across the broader region, it's probably not surprising. We actually outperformed a lot of parts. Uh, you know, the tech sector in, uh, in China was getting hit when I last looked. Uh, the uh, topics in Tokyo was down over 1%. Yep. Uh, South Korean uh, equities were weaker as well. So uh, look, we did manage to go and consolidate around those one month highs. So nothing to scoff at the moment. I uh, know probably a healthy pause. Yeah. Well, and uh, we've got E-minis coming under a bit of pressure, but some big stock moves. A perpetual holding its AGM, talking about assets under management up by 2.7% on the prior period. But the market seeing something that it liked in that. It was uh, an, a guidance upgrade. It was a guidance upgrade. Got one from Bluescope as well today. So while perpetual was up by close to 8%, Bluescope was only up by half of 1%. Um, yeah, there was a lot of news flow. Um, also, I suppose we should mention Simic. It did really well today, up by close to 6% after um, yeah, updating the market, uh, talking about net profit guidance between 400 and $430 million. So things looking pretty good, saying that the core businesses there remain positive. Yeah, of course, was also caught up with the green seal as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't so, read so that. I managed to go and clear all sides inverses that were owned from uh, that as well. Obviously, a pretty messy scenario there, but uh, it's managed to go and get through that. Yeah. Helios, one of the best performers. Uh, revenue year on year up 44%, driven by COVID testing. So, look, uh, non-COVID revenue as well, stronger than expected. So, those are the top three. A bottom three today, we had Flight Center. So, it is looking to retire debt. So, it's also been downgraded in the wake of its... Um, update coming through yesterday, Media, Super Retail, and Webjet were amongst the worst performers. So, yeah, uh, 
lots of movement out there, but when you look at the market map, Scotty, all a bit of a patchwork quilt. Yeah, it was a proverbial South Sydney crowd, though, as I was saying to Annette today outside, uh, lots of uh, red and green on screen. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it sort of goes over my head, but yeah, no, I get it. Rabbitohs. Yeah. Yeah, got there it. Go. See? Yeah, absolutely. Hey. Business of sport. Um, now, I took myself out for a little walk today, Scotty. You know I don't do that very often, right? No, you're the hardest worker here. <laughs> yeah. She's also my boss. But I, uh, I went for a little stroll down Kent Street to see, yeah, if the reopening. I mean, have you in any way thought that we're we're doing this reopening too quickly in New South Wales? I'm taking a bit of an informal poll. Uh, no, I think uh, we've got to put faith in the uh, the vaccines. We're seeing the rest of the world go and move along. Uh, we've got to give adequate resources in our hospital system, uh, I think. But we're coming to a good season, summer season. Uh, respiratory uh, and illness typically goes down. Do it in a safe manner. I think it's time to get going. Yeah, so do I. And I was thinking about, you know, the vaccine rollout. And, and the government is obviously trying to very much position it that it was, uh, you know, yeah, slow rollout. But we've more than adequately made up for it by the vaccination rates. But there were still a lot of shuttered... CBD cafes and coffee shops that, you know, it doesn't look like they're coming back anytime soon. It's yeah. like dirty window kind of stuff. And, oh. and you know, there were people around, but boy, it's not like it's happened overnight. No flip has been switched. Yeah, I'm going to write about it at some point in the next couple of weeks. I remember writing a similar thing uh, for Are You OK Day uh, last year, uh, just about some of the sites that I've seen around the CBD. And it's exactly the same. And uh, the, the fact that they can go and improve it is exactly the same. And that comes down to corporate Australia, the corporates here in Sydney, and what's going to be in Melbourne. I can say in Adelaide as well, because there's hardly anyone going into the office in the Adelaide CBD, despite having no COVID there. Uh, it's time for corporates to go and start bringing their workers back. I have a feeling, we, we talked about this this time last year, I have this feeling that there will be a lot that say, look, we're almost at Christmas, come back if you'd like before Christmas, no pressure. I wonder if it will be one of those scenarios again that it is, okay, after Australia Day, let's get people back in in a more significant way. Because I do know, you know, that building across from us, remaining nameless, mm. even in the first lockdown, there were a few people in there. There's literally nobody in there. Really expensive real estate, isn't it? Just uh, sitting there idle. Uh, I think w one thing that really needs to be clarified as well is from a, a legal perspective, mm -hmm. uh, indemnity for, uh, for companies. No, we can take as many precautions as possible, but this is a very, very tricky virus. And so that's one thing as well, which I believe is probably holding a lot of corporates back. So there needs to be some clarity around that. I think it will help the process. Now, we heard uh, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, actually in conversation with our colleague, David Kosh. Koshy, this was on the Seven Network, though, talking about... A reopening of the borders to skilled migrants. He expects to see skilled migrants coming back into the country uh, come November. Uh, still, though, uh, you wrote about it today in The View, in the newsletter. Um, it's, it's, again, it's not a quick fix. There's no switch being flipped. I'll get it right this time. Yeah, well... Look, I think we all know that to a certain degree when you open uh, the, the migration taps, the skilled migration taps, some roles will be filled naturally. But uh, you look around the evidence in the rest of the world and a lot of the, uh, the workforce that was around before the pandemic are simply not coming back. So I've got to look beyond the actual problems we're seeing right now when it comes to staff shortages. And if you can't get the staff as a, co as a corporate uh, to kind of uh, grow your business, grow your product and the productivity, uh, there's only one option. The option is to go and invest in, uh, in items and uh, you know, plant machinery uh, to go and improve efficiency. Automation. Uh, and automation and robotics. And I think that uh, the next decade, 
Uh, we're seeing in a lot of parts of the world it's gone accelerated. I expect we're going to see a big, big acceleration in those things. The technology is there. Uh, you know, upfront investment now could go and pay huge dividends, uh, particularly when it comes to margins down the line. Mm-hmm. But those jobs don't come back, people, once they go to the machines. So that's something to think about. Productivity in general is still a conversation, I think. That I think yeah, I think a lot, of, uh, a lot of jobs in the future will be about uh, you know, being able to go and socialize with people to be able to go and relate to people uh know much more well, that's creative thinking yeah and that's uh you know less uh menial tasks and actually you know being more adaptive so it's exciting uh, if we did i uh, know all the technology advancements is going to ruin everyone's uh, career over time uh, st- we've got the 2021 and we still like have jobs there's no machine that could replace you scuddy well it'll be malfunctioning <laughs> if it was <laughs> all right there's a couple other interviews you might want to check out in the show notes one on tesla one on, uh, yeah, Momentum, Motion Trader, Jason McIntosh talking about the bull market. What was he saying, Scotty? Uh, he was saying that uh, follow the price action, don't get caught up and don't try and go and predict uh, when uh, when things are going to come to an end. Just when you see a bit of a pullback, uh, we had a bit of a uh, zoom in on the S&P 500 to go and get a look at the technical factors that led to this latest bounce that we're seeing uh, and, and uh, explained what he saw there, inverse head and shoulders pattern uh, when it broke a downtrend and then, whoops, we're back near our record highs again. Also had some uh, no, words about what's going on when it comes to the all ordinaries here. Uh, not quite as uh, bullish technically, but mm-hmm. uh, still looking pretty good. Benefit the doubt for the time being. Uh, worth a listen. Uh, I like those chats. That was on the trade today. Now, the buy of the day, Endeavor Group. So we have been doing stocks for a crash, but we took a bit of a pause today. Endeavor reported yesterday a fall in sales on the quarter. It was also out earlier in the week trying to talk up its ESG well, I don't know about cred, but plans. Uh, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today, Andrew Veitlin from DP Wealth Advisory got into it about Endeavour Group today. Here's what they had to say. We quite like Endeavour. And if you have a look at, as you said, some of those numbers from yesterday, one of the takeaway lines I took from it is that, or analogies, is that you're really buying a Bunnings-like business. You're buying a caterpillar business when you're looking at Endeavour because that Dan Murphy's business it is eight times bigger, eight times bigger than Coles and their liquor business. They're looking forward to a very strong uh, Christmas and holiday trade. And uh, I think we're back in the 660s at the moment. So I'm super comfortable buying this one. It's all conquering in that liquor space in terms of, uh, of retail with Dan Murphy's. It really is all conquering. It is like Bunnings category killer for sure. You know, they've pretty much got it covered. I think this one is is a buy. It's not the most exciting, but it is a reopening play. It's it's bounced quite well on the reopening, and uh, I think you know it's probably trying to find a bit of a level now, and it could kick again. Christmas is coming, um, New Year, summer. People are going to be out and about, socialising, yep. spending money on on uh, on wine and okay. on in the pub and on the pokies. That was actually just some of what they had to say. If you'd like to hear it all, you'll have to listen to the podcast or watch the episode of The Call, which is available on our website. That's what we always love, having a good chat. Good yarns there. Yeah, they, uh, they have a, there's a little bit of a bromance going on there, let's be honest. Um, we love them. Let's get to what's happening tonight. We've got jobless claims. Uh, we've got a bit of Fed speak happening. Philly what Fed. else, Scotty? Philly yeah, Fed Philly manufacturing Fed. survey. 
And that will give us some insight into the state of the U.S. economy, which we had the beige book last night. Bit of slowing in this uh, momentum, bit of slowing in growth, and also labor shortages, price pressures, you know, the mantras that we're talking about right now. Yeah. Inflation's proven to be not so transitory. So it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting. We'll see how long it lasts. But uh, at this stage, the inflationary picture is not getting out of control. Uh, so we'll see what happens when it comes to uh, policy movements from the Federal Reserve. A few people looking to go and push back a little bit overnight as to what's going to happen in that space. Yeah. Okay. So Fed Governor Waller, who's usually hawkish, will speak on the US economy. In Europe, we get a bit of a read on consumer confidence. We also get the conference board leading index in the United States. I had an interesting chat. It's online with Sharon Zollner, who's the chief economist at ANZ in New Zealand. They forecasted six. Six rate hikes from the RBNZ. Pretty incredible when you see the commentary coming from our own RBA about 2024. And we've got a speech coming up from Phil Lowe tomorrow. Yeah, he's in a panel discussion at uh, some blearingly early time in the morning, I think 6 a.m. I'll be up, of course, now keeping a close eye on what's happening. But uh, yeah, see what the governor has to say. But I dare say it'll be fairly dovish. Yeah, um, we'll be speaking with Chris Conway for Marcus today. It's a Friday, just like clockwork. He gives us a buy-hold sell. Really appreciate that. John Lockton from Wilson's will be giving us his take on what's happening out there, along with Kyle McIntyre from Firetrail. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow already look it continues all through the day great guests joining us as per usual and i'm on the call with june Lu from tribeca and adam dawes from sean partners it's going to be a good friday yeah no uh salsas this time no no it's a friday oh maybe next time well yeah well you never know what's going to happen around here though scotty absolutely should we um call it a day absolutely we'll see you tomorrow bye Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.